0: check out macy's friends i've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life really my fashion the most but of course home and baby and so much more so check the link in the description and happy shopping hill squad
1: welcome to ask the manager mondays your chance to ask better together general manager kevin undergaro and assistant general manager kelsey meyer your questions about the Better Together brand, and questions about life in general. And now, your managers, Kevin and Kelsey.
2: Hey, everyone. Happy Monday. Another edition of Ask the Manager Mondays. Myself, Kelsey Meyer, and Carolina. Uh, We are... It's been rainy in LA.
3: Things Mm -hmm. are floating away. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
2: Yep. uh, Kelsey saw me on on the camera with a towel around me.
3: Yep, I did.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's been crazy. crazy. Yeah, and everyone out here, it's funny because these houses and buildings we're not then built in a different way so it's when you get rains like this water just finds its way in from so many different places so
3: oh my gosh yeah i felt uh, like you know those kevin the cities were in seattle we had this thing called the duck where it was like it would be on land but could go into the water and then mm-hmm. it would become a boat in the water that's how i felt like going over the canyon last night i was like oh i'm am- like a duck it's
2: an amphibious car exactly that's what they call them
3: kevin's got yeah. a towel i got an amphibious car yes Maybe. Things are crazy.
2: That's why I said, everyone's going to stay at home. Yeah. (laughs) We're not going to next few days. uh, Yeah. We don't really need to be. I told Viola the same thing. I'm like, the house is fine. It'll still be here. The brats will eat their food. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah, You're not going to bet. This is crazy.
1: It is. And there's so many streets, too, that you don't expect to be flooded. And they're flooded. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, we're just not, we're not built as as a city. Southern California is just not, it's not a, um it's usually sunny. So it's not really built for it. And because we're, sadly, one of the many things we're lame at here, you know, we don't collect the water in the best way. I heard that only 20% of the water really gets collected. I heard that too. Where, you know, you would think with all the droughts and everything else, we would have spent some money. But this this place is just <laughs> notorious for... I mean, listen, I, I guess that's a negative view. on it. The positive view is there's just so many people here. And everyone is just here to take from the city <laughs> their dream, whatever they want, you know, and then mm-hmm. go home to their hometowns as heroes. I don't know. It just seems um for all the people here, I maybe mean, maybe it runs better than we realize. But definitely nothing ever seems to get nothing ever seems to get fixed, put it that way.
3: Yeah. We I definitely don't. will have um some beautiful greenery though when mm-hmm. the sun comes. I'm excited for that.
2: Yes we have that to look forward to thank you the soils are
3: getting uh all their all their water but yeah no i heard that too kev it's kind of crazy you would think exactly like you just said it's like oh california needs the rain i'm like well yes but yeah
2: supposedly but again Mm -hmm. i don't know sometimes i talk about these things and i'm like i have no idea you know what i mean i have no clue anyway one day at a time and blinders on and microtransactions i digress already um you know, Kels and Kar- Carolina, we have a lot of... I feel like a lot of people who listen to Asset Manager Mondays are people who are entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. And whether it's show business or a coffee shop um, or a home business, it's funny, you know, working with some friends, you know, not the pe- people I'm used to working with who are in the industry deep, but working with friends who have raw potential, but don't really know a lot of the do's and don'ts of business or starting a business. And I think, and I experienced it from two different sides. One being on the side to hear somebody pitch their big idea. And then a few days later, I was the one to pitch the big idea to someone else. And I, there's a lot of experiences in there I want to share that I think will help when you're mm. on either side of that but especially when you're on the pitching side and 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 listen it could be pitching a business but it might be pitching a scenario hey i want to for my job i want to do this or i want to do that i mean or even as a parent hey we're changing it up this is how we're going to do things whatever i just think um there's there's a way to there's a way to go about it and so this week we And Kelsey, you happened to be on that the first call, we were helping somebody with a business and actually really good, good idea for business, Um, honest people, hardworking. But when I started asking them questions, they had no answers for me. They were just generic answers. It was like, yeah, but because we know this will be really good for podcasting. And I said, why? Well, the podcast can make a lot of money off it. Well, How? And they didn't have those answers for me. And then when I said, well, I always say, take, you've heard me say on the show, take Coke, make Pepsi. So I said, where, where is the Coca-Cola that we can look to and, and study? Have you done that? No, there is no Coke. Well, as the conversation went on, we found out, he's like, well, it's the cheaper colas. Well, whatever the point is, there's other models out there. And we found them in 30 seconds on a Google search yeah. during the call. Mm-hmm. But my thing is you gotta have when you when you go into these pitches, it's almost like they say with lawyers, you have to a lawyer needs to know the answer to every question they're asking. They've got to know the answer themselves. So you need to know, you gotta be thinking about the person that you're pitching to is gonna ask you every question. And they're gonna and, and because most people, and I don't know what the studies are about negative attitudes versus positive attitudes, but I've been a believer that about 80% of people are generally negative, And for many number of reasons, um, could be because, uh, I mean, social media has definitely heightened that, but I think it was always that way. And I tend to think more affluence brings that because you have more free time. I digress. Second time. <laughs> Back on subject. Anyway, but I think that most people are, and so because they're negative, they're going to tell you all the reasons why your business isn't going to work. So you have to be prepared with everything they're going to say. So when they say, "Well, um, how are you going to deal with the competition?" You know, you have a you're opening a coffee shop and you've got a Starbucks around the corner. Well, actually you know, we polled X amount of people exiting Starbucks and we asked them if there was a mom and pop coffee shop that delivered X, Y, and Z, they would go there. Number one, number two, Starbucks does X, Y, and Z, but we're going to do ABC in lieu of that. So we're going to offer something different. We're going to do, you know, a, a different kind of whatever, a healthy coffee, let's say. Um, but you have to be ready. And so the you know party we were talking to, and by the way, I'm I'm a friend and I'm also coming from a place of I'm constantly in a fix it mode. Mm. So I'm constantly in the mode of like, how do we make it work? I'm never coming at anyone, whether it's a script or a business, it's just my personality. It's never, this will never work. It's always like, okay, how can we, even the longest of shots, well, how can we make it work? But then ego gets involved. So, you know, then it was the defensiveness of like, well, I've done the research. Why then send it to me if you've done the research and you want me involved, but I I need answers on these things. And then you know finally I said, Okay, well, let me do the research for you. Let me talk to some of these competitors, see what they're offering. And then that'll give us an idea of the marketplace. And then you know what what they're offering, how we can beat what they're offering, maybe you know, what is you know, why should they go with us over someone else? And then, um, you know, and it's tough, too, because it's a tech thing. And in the tech world, you can have the coolest app, but you can get crushed in two seconds because anyone with, who's got a lot of money you know, can just build the same thing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: basically, no matter how much you trademark it. I mean, they can build something and then blow you away. So that was just one half of it. So I mean, I don't know if that's, but Kelsey, you were on the call, mm-hmm. but- do you understand where you need to have those answers when you're you know you're yeah. pitching someone to get the money or to get them on board of something? Absolutely. Whatever. Absolutely.
3: I feel like it's you, like you have to have in what you're saying, Kev, it's like you've have to have done all your due diligence where it's like you know, like you said, be prepared that these people are gonna ask you. And you know more than the average person when it comes to this sort of thing, but it's like mm-hmm you should know who your competitors are. You should know who right. like, and if you're okay, you're going for podcasting or whatever, like you want to tackle that space. Like, like you said, Kev, it's like, why are you better? But like, if you don't know what X, Y, and Z does, then how can you even compare how you're better than that person? Um, so yeah, it made sense to me. Absolutely. What you were saying. It's like, there's it's, it's hard. It's tough out there. Like it's one thing like Barbara Corkin taught us, like just do it. Bring it to the streets and try it out, but well, if you no, want which, to actually which, succeed,
2: but what these guys did, which is great, they mm-hmm. actually built it. So it, they built the thing, which is awesome. So right. I commend them for that. But sometimes you can spend all this time, money, and building, and then not do your research on the other end. Right. Um, fortunately, the product is great. And and as I was saying to the person, I'm like you know, your sweet spot, your genius may be in the building of this, but then somebody has to be. His partner, I was saying to the partner, you've got to be the one that's doing research, that's figuring out like how do you monetize this. I mean, I heard the guys who created YouTube when people they said, listen, think of America's funniest home videos, except for everybody. This is literally how they pitched it, you know, and um, all people can put up their stuff, and then you know the the negative person in the room said, yeah, well, how do I make money off it? And these guys said. I don't know, that's your job. We just know that a lot of people are going to tune into this. So <laughs> you can have your moments. You know you know what I mean? So th- there are those things where it's like you can say it's not my genius, it's someone else's genius to figure this out. Um, but I think that most of us, I mean, I, again, I'm thinking of these people probably had a lot of money and a lot of power behind them. And so for those people, they have... You know, they probably can can say that. Um, you know, and then there are going to be times where you know you have the idea, no, and because your idea is the idea and it's so original, then you know no one no one's going to get it, and you may have limited data, and you've got to take that chance. The problem is, most of those are such long shots, but not impossible. I mean, as I, that's been me, and I've had. I've had them pay off. You know, no one understood what an after show was for TV, let alone a digital network, let alone, a, you know, doing video and audio, let alone doing, you know, putting up 45-minute videos on YouTube when they were only doing three to seven-minute videos at the time. But I just knew it would work, and I just had a fall in my heart. So, But the I think the problem is, is we all hear about those people that do that, and then we think, yeah, okay, that'll be me too. And then come to find out at the end of it, you weren't right. But um, but I also asked. I also went to a committee of people that I trusted, and I don't mean business people, just friends. Hey, if you your favorite show, would you? Oh yeah, I'd want that. Yeah, I would totally be into that. You know, I mean, I literally went to that. So I think you can go to friends and ask around too. But you, it's got to do your due diligence, and you have to be ready. And armed because they'll they will come at you with those questions to poke holes in your balloon and you have to be ready um so on the flip I'll give you something so and then when I went out I got a taste of my own medicine because I had to pitch something to our agents and um, different group of agents that you know I hadn't dealt with yet they're more in I guess business development and um as Maria said we're building production company. And it's niche based you know, based on holidays. And so I got the guy on the other end. And by the way, guy, not the females, they were great. But the guy on the other end, who started asking me all those questions now. But the difference was, is number one, I had the answers. Number two, I had outlined in my opening, all of his answers. So either he wasn't paying attention. Dick or, sorry, or <laughs> he was um, he was just exercising his right to knock me down. And you'll get people in meetings. I, too, will be like, no, 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 no. See, see this, is, this is why I'm so much smarter than you. And again, he didn't know me personally. It wasn't that. It's just more with an agent or this agent or the, with agents or, or a lot of people in general. It's like, wait, this is going to be so much work for us. So let me slow this down you need to do research. You need to do data. You need to do this. You need to do that. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. 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 I'm like, okay, let me repeat myself. I said, and I'm just going to make up numbers right now. Someone put up a hundred bucks to make a movie. And then with that hundred bucks, Maria signed on as soon as Maria signed on lifetime says, Oh, Maria's involved. We'll buy that film for $200. Film gets, and the film gets made for the $100. So already there's profit even before we roll camera, thanks to Maria and this amazing production company we work with that knows how to do a lot and a little, my kind of people. Then the thing scores record numbers for them with no promotional budget whatsoever. And to the point that they repeat it, Christmas night. So it's all, there's the facts there. I was like, and not to mention the making of Christmas movies, but I actually think holiday movies. Because if you look at, as, as I said, if you go to your Netflix or your Hulu during Easter, what will pop up in your top 10 films or films most watched? It'll be Ten Commandments, Passion of the Christ. It'll be Easter films. You know, Same thing with other holidays. Valentine's Day, the Valentine's Day movie. You know there's that movie. Valentine's Day pops up, love movies pop up, um, and I said, you know, it's the film business, so you're always taking a chance. I said, but I, I don't know much. What else proof you need? And there was other things I had said, and I didn't even ask him the question because my other thing, as I will say, is when you're on the other end, you don't blink when you know you know, and I knew. It was about let me slow this down. Let me show you how smart I am and let me now slow this process down because you're going to you're expecting me to work. So let's do some data. Let's get I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I said, I'm going to meet my attorney who is famous in our business. I said, I'm going to meet my attorney. I'm meeting with him this week. And I said, I'm going to line up my investors and I'm going to build this company. And I said, and I'm also sitting on a lot of IP intellectual property. I said, I already have four or five scripts ready to go. And I said I star- and I said I have stars even signed on for two of them in addition to Maria. So thank you very much. I said, I'll be doing it and I said, I just you know I just thought maybe you guys could help us develop it. I go, but oh no, oh, I would, no well, we can do and then all of a sudden it changed because you don't blink and I had my answers. It's just like, I'm gonna do this without you and now you're gonna get nothing. I might and, and, and by the way, you'll be the dummy that was a smart ass on the call and gets left behind. In Hollywood, no one likes that. So there's like there's you know, there's times where you I had the answers, but they still will do that with you. And then you have to stay convicted and don't blink. And then by the end of it, everyone was suddenly on board. By the way, the women were. Again, no, I don't think that's a coincidence. But Marie, I could see got a little was getting sometimes she gets a little squeamish. Believe it or not, the great Maria. But in these situations, sometimes, I don't know if it was probably having a strict dad or whatever, but there's times where she's like, oh, maybe they do know better. And I'm like, no, no, they really don't. They really don't. You went down in the middle of nowhere. You shot a film. It sold just on your name before they even saw a minute of footage. What other proof do we need? And they all made a profit. Before the thing was even shot, they made profit. That's unheard of in movies. And then it went out and scored amazing ratings what else do you need
3: you know what i think though kev like I, this is such a good reminder for i think women especially because i know that's
2: why i wanted to do like, this I, kelsey, I'm, right. we'll get questions but i really want to do this because i know a lot of you are entrepreneurs out there and i know a lot of you get bullied and there's times where you have to like no i know you got to stand tall and not right. blink and then they'll all fall on board go ahead kelsey well, sorry
3: no no you're fine but i mean exactly that and i know why maria gets squeamish because it's like sometimes especially when it's a guy in a, a position like that, we just are like, Oh, they do know better. Yeah. Right. And so it takes someone like you to shake us. And also we've been told, don't speak up, especially if we do think we know better. No. It's like, Oh no. Okay. 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 So it's like, no. it takes someone to be like, no, like, uh-uh. lean
2: in, uh-uh. yeah. no. And if you think of that's what that book was, I used to always say lean forward before that book came out. I would say mm. to me, Maria would physically lean back. I'm like, Maria, lean forward, get in their faces. Like what? You're Maria Menunos. Yeah. You're smarter than all of them. I'm telling you. And by the way, I, you guys know I pick on Maria. I pick on her on the air. I pick on her in her face. I'm not the one saying statues to Maria and I you know that she shit's gold. No, she's human. I know her weaknesses, but I also know her strengths. I'm like mm-hmm. uh-uh. But I see that with a lot of women like no, you know you're a hard worker. You're freaking amazing. No. You want to help great. If not, get out of my way. Mm -hmm. but yeah and and again listen that's not to say when you get i know disney had a formula he would have i think it was the dreamer the critic and the uh the cynic i think it was his formula and he i would be a dreamer kelsey you'd be a dreamer too carolina the Jerry's out was you know we're getting to know you Mm -hmm. but um but maria yeah, we'll see. Maria's probably more critic. Stephen Lemieux is cynic, but he was saying that they they are necessary because they bring you to the best place. Because the dreamer will go too great. Dreamer goes, no, let's make two hundred and fifty
3: episodes.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Without even thinking. I mean, you know, which was great, but at the same time, a critic and and and, and, a, and a cynic come in. It's it's interesting if you Google it. It's interesting. So if you have those people in your life, don't put bullets in them no matter how much you may want to eliminate them they're good so even with Steven I I always commend him like listen you're just too much of a cynic and you never admit after the fact like oh you were right about that Kev it's always like on to the next thing to knock me about and that's my <laughs> only thing with Steven I go but I do like that you're cyn- cynical because it is good because there's been times we've been like no Kevin this isn't going to work here's why and he's been right you know mm-hmm. when when he said that so it's important to have that but you have to also sense when someone just a doesn't get it b is jealous c is just trying to blow you off whatever the case is you got to and 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 if you can't sense any of that okay fine then but if you know in your heart this is the right thing you just say well yo know, thank you for your input but i'm you know moving forward now that's again i say this because because I do know a lot of women who, who suffer, who don't have the confidence. I also see a lot of kooks in Hollywood here who have the <laughs> ideas that are completely insane, will never work. And, and, you know, where's that line to judge if you're that person? Right. You know, and again, I can only say, go to a committee of people. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many shows get pitched to me, and I'm like, well, what, would you listen to that show? Yeah. No, no, no. Really. If you saw this title, <laughs> if you saw It's Me, no offense, Kelsey, if you saw It's Me, Kelsey, would you click on that show Hell, rather no. than rather than the I Want to Be Married by 30 show? Let's say that's a show that you, you know what I mean? Like you, yes. so, but I can't tell you times I know, but I'll, and then go, go ask your friends if they would, didn't know you and they would, if they click on that, but if, if you'd click on not it's me, Kelsey, but it it's me, Stacy. You're mm-hmm. not clicking on that show. Mm-mm. No, Adam Grant taught us. Do you Stacey remember Yeah, might catch? be amazing?
3: Yeah, Stacy yeah. might be amazing. Do you remember Adam Grant taught us to have our challenge network? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. uh, that's kind of how I look at it. And honestly, like <laughs> what I with Stephen using Stephen as an example again when he was on the show. Like, sometimes i was like, dang, Steven, that was harsh. But I actually liked his point of view sometimes because it was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, we all bought into someone rubbing magnets on something. And Steven was like, come on, you guys. Like, so, you know, so I think having that challenge network, like you're talking about, Kevin, no, a random person wouldn't click on it's me, Kelsey. So, like, let's have a better name. Um, But, yeah, it's important.
2: Yeah. And then, like I said, don't, when you know, you have something, you know, don't blink, don't let Mm. them bully you when you know, you know, and I think the great women have been that, but it's, um, you know, Cheryl, Cheryl Sandberg. I mean, maybe, I mean, she, she's, you know, runs Facebook under Mark Zuckerberg, but, um, I know Anastasia, the eyebrow queen is phenomenal. You guys, you've, you've had her on before, right, Kelsey?
3: No, I've never met her. You need
2: to have, you guys okay, right? You need to have Anastasia on. When I tell okay. you, this is the baddest bee of all the bees. Because she is um she's fierce, she's intuitive, she's brilliant. She built this eyebrow business by the way with her daughter and apparently as as as, as a hard worker and as intuitive and smart as Anastasia is her daughter was the um, kind of the last piece in the puzzle to to take them from you know millions to billions, you know. Um, she yeah, so that's what Maria said. But I just think, and she's very giving. I mean, Chris Jenner his has the manager name drop. But when Chris Jenner would go get her eyebrows done before the they built their billion dollar empire, Anastasia would give her all the advice and and i remember when anastasia launched one of her lines chris we were all at the party and chris was there and chris you know spoke and said i just am so grateful to her because i'd go in to get my eyebrows done and learned so much about business and she shared so much wow um and she did and does very generous with information but also like i said knows when to be strong is a good mom just hasn't forgotten where she's come from because you know we were at her birthday last week and i remember telling you guys second name drop sharon stone said be friends with your tumor be friends with your illness which really moved me but and
3: if you don't know where kevin mentioned that you can listen to our 100th episode of regular guy friday (laughs) never thought we would get there but here we are and it was a great episode
2: (laughs) and i gave you my formula that's right which i'm on week two of my formula of trying to um heal from um but sorry, Kev.
3: I wanted to give them. No, a, thank you. You're welcome. But carry on. Sure, but I'm so. saying
2: she's still very humble. It's still if you know, she's still warm and loving, but no, also knows when to be fierce and strong. And if um, you know, sometimes I see some of the women in that world, they've gotten so fierce and so strong that they've lost their sensitivity, their sense of empathy, just for survival. I mean, again, I empathize with them. So I, you know, I am, uh, seeing my mom and and Maria. And, and Lita and what they've gone through. Violeta too. Um, I get it, but but what I like about Nastasha, she's a great balance. So let's try to get her in because okay. the advice that she can give on, you know, building a bit. I mean, she was cutting eyebrows, you guys, and she was the best at it. But the one problem, and, and I'm always on Dimitri, Maria's Dimitri about this and other professions, is you can only make up so many faces. You can only cut so much hair can only make so many pizzas out of your oven you know you max out so you have to figure out okay how do i make money beyond this and the way is usually product Mm. what's the product because then that's residual income residual income is money when you sleep that you make and so anastasia took it from being the best person cutting eyebrows and then knew you know and then eventually created the product and the rest is history so but yeah let's get her in on the show um and let's take a break. We'll come back and answer a, a couple of questions. Um, I know, Kelsey, what was it like? The worst advice I ever got. Yeah, best, best advice? best
3: advice and worst advice. And what
2: was the other? Um,
3: the other one was talking about plateaus in your life. Like when you hit a plateau, oh, yeah. what do you do to kind of get remotivated? Mm. I really like that one.
2: Good questions. All right. So we'll tend to that when we come back, and just remember no blinking.
1: Be sure to send your questions to info at bettertogetherwithmaria.com or on Instagram at bettertogetherwithmaria. For an 8x10 personalised signed photo or transcript of today's show, send a self-addressed stamped envelope, Care of Ask the Manager, 17328 Ventura Boulevard, PO Box 311, Encino, California, 91316. And now, back to Ask the Manager.
2: Welcome Hi, back everyone. to Ask the Management Mondays. I forgot, Kelsey, I forgot to say, let's get to business.
3: <gasps> well, we haven't asked questions yet, so it's okay.
2: Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. 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 Just, um. oh my God, I can't tell you times after meetings, I'd say to Maria, you blanked. <laughs> you know, because they'll say, this won't work for this reason. And, you know, Maria will go, yeah, you're right. It won't. And it, What? Don't blink. Don't blink. Don't, no blinking. <laughs> it's a good
3: lesson i remember the first time you taught me that was kevin was messing with some like spam call he got and i was laughing he was like stop blinking yeah because then like, they okay. know
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't blink go along if we want to have some fun here which by the way is not very nice because those people are working and trying to make money maria's always taught me about that it's the that's why i no, but that's why i've turned into full-time wanting to be catfish because those people are looking to there steal. you go so yeah that's fun. Uh, yeah. All right. So, Kelsey. Um, I know. Let's make it official. Ask the question.
3: All right. So, this is I'm from cool. Nick. This is from Nick in okay. Massachusetts. And he says, Kev, a lot of people experience plateaus in life, whether it's reaching a goal, like at the gym or working in your career. What's something that usually keeps you motivated when you experience moments like this and helps you to get back on your feet? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm probably going to have to ask you guys, because for me, I've never plateaued. I've burnt out. and That's really hard. That's you just got to let it go and get away from it for a long time, sometimes. Um, but plateau, I'm just Captain Lou's so busy moving and grooving
1: <laughs> True.
2: that I'm never plateauing because I'm always evolving i'm open to new things so i can't think of you know and i'm an idea person and i have the crystal brain so i'm always you know again uh, let me knock myself in the present not the best you know but for the five or ten year plan i can see things and i can act on those things so i'm always seeing those things so i'm never really plateauing my business isn't if anything i'm always thinking too far ahead that's a whole other thing. That, that's like Business Mastery with Tony Robbins. He totally spelled it out. Um, that's what I've been guilty of. Sometimes companies and people can look too far ahead and not be in the present. Marie's, um is a genius in the present. I, me, not so much. Um, and I'm the future, which is why we do well together.
3: Hey, you're visionary.
2: But uh, so I don't know about plateauing. So I would love to hear from either of you what you guys do when you
3: plateau it's funny cause I don't know if I've never really, or if I've ever really plateaued either because I'm the same camera. I'm always just like one yeah. foot in front. Of the, like I don't really stop. But one thing you did say, which I think is a good answer. Um, and I can speak to like fitness, I guess, because growing up an athlete, I was yeah. a very hardcore athlete for 15 years. And so then I was like sick and tired of it. So whether it was a plateau or a burnout, I don't know, but, I was always like I wa- still wanted to be like fit and feel good and feel like healthy in that way, but I couldn't find my rhythm or my motivation um, like at the gym, like just at mm-hmm. the gym. So it was finding like that new exciting thing, and you kind of mentioned that, Kev. It's like a, like trying different things, doing something new and exciting. Like So for me, when I found boxing, I was like, oh, my gosh, I fell in love with it again, and mm. then I got tired of boxing, and then I found Pilates, and I fell in love with it again. You know, So like, I think it's yeah. like – trying different things that Try get you things. excited again that makes um, sense yeah that yeah, so that, that would, would be my advice thing.
1: i think like every time i've kind of plateaued in a goal or anything and then i get, kind of get stuck in that it's just about switching it up like switching my routine switching like for a workout or workout or like if i was stuck in a job i didn't like kind of starting to think of new things and switching like out of that mentality of feeling stuck
2: yeah.
1: um that's always helped me yeah,
2: yeah i think yeah even you know there's is psychologist who'll say you know when you're even getting feeling plateaued at work drive home a different way drive a new route home um but i think yeah it's 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 evolving and it's looking to new things so yeah maybe it is a new workout if if that's what it is and if it's um money it's you know that, you know you plateaued with your money or you know that maybe it's looking at how to do things in a new way the problem is you know most we've talked about this many times is most people don't want to evolve they don't want to try new things but i will tell you one of the secrets to not getting old is that if you can stay open if you can stay fluid I look at Maria's dad. I mean, now look he he just hired a personal trainer. He's <laughs> 78 years old.
3: I love it. He never needed
2: it. one because he's always up and down ladders and you know he's so mobile all day, but now the winters are brutal kind of, you know, I mean they really do knock you down there and he's got Demi with him. So it'll be fun for both of them to go, but he's just like, yeah, man. And then, you know, he's done diabetes he's 55 years with diabetes no type 1 diabetes no sign of loss of of uh sensation in his digits or his eyesight nothing and yet he's still listening to maria she's telling him new ways to deal with the disease yeah She's like, oh, 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 wow, maybe it has been dehydration. I'm gonna do that. Oh, maybe I've been doing too much insulin. That's what dropped my sugar low. Next time my sugar's high, I'll get on the treadmill. Like, he's but I just think that that's that's the key is the people that stay open. And by the way, Captain Lou was moving and grooving, <laughs> but that's but why I he never plateaued, or
3: he, he never never plateaued, never plateaued. <laughs> just never. You know,
2: never. I'd like to think he never did, but. Anyway. You know, okay. I think
3: too in this um, in this work culture where a lot of people are at home, a lot of people are hybrid. Like go, like you said, Kev, go home a different way. Go to a coffee shop. I know that helps me a ton. If I'm mm-hmm. like, y'all, you know, I gotta go to Coral Tree and work work there one day, yeah. and I have different bl- like brain juices flowing in. Or even like yeah. when I'm at home one day, it's like it's it's different when you're in a different oh. location. Um, yeah. So maybe we'll be, as simple as gonna- that
2: soon you'll be coming afterbuzz
3: yeah but it, and it's different at afterbuzz too there's yeah. different energies in different
2: places right.
3: it's so helpful yeah switching it up
2: gotta switch so, it up
3: gotta switch it right. up all right manager Kev, you ready for number two yes so this is from shout out to Melanie um and snowy I like Alaska. That name. Yeah, it's cute that we love, love her that. um she said what's the best piece of advice you've ever received and the worst
2: um okay well. The best, I mean, I've been, so many good pieces of advice have come through this show. But my dad always said, easy now, hard later, hard now, easy later. So that's true. But I I really rather focus on the bad advice. Because I think the bad advice is what middle class and civilians all get. And it was two parts. That work was and is a four-letter word in the worst way. Meaning, a job is miserable. Work is miserable, and um, somehow, just having a lot of money and you know being able to uh, sit on a yacht is a better life. It, not that that was ever said to me, but the sentiment was always oh, work. It was never like, oh my god, I'm you know I'm so you know. And the one thing, where my mother and I are light years apart is how much I love work. She's like, how do you do it? I don't just, I said, mom, I love it. I love to work. And her and other members of my family, not so much. Worked hard, but not into it. And, but I still believe with my mom, if I had gotten, if if I could have coached her and gotten her passion to connect with something, she would have loved it. But I, but I'm just saying in general, the mentality was never like, wow, I really want to have an exciting career in blank or I'm doing this because I love it. It was always get a job with, that makes you a lot of money or has good benefits. But at the end of the day it's work and work sucks. (laughs) You know where it's work. It's, 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 uh, it was not seen as a good thing. And I don't think most of America sees it as a good thing when I feel it's one of the healthiest things. Um, so that was that's the bad advice that I would always get was just, you know, was, was to, it's not necessarily advice, but it's a sentiment and a philosophy. And I think it's gone away with parents and the kids, because most of the kids I hear today, well, again, maybe I'm around More of the kids that are, you know, with parents who have means. But a lot of the kids seem like they do things they love, which I think is cool. So maybe that's not as important. It's the second one where I owe my whole career to that, um, again, it's a no-no in middle class and I think lower middle class culture too. And actually, no, and even high class culture. This is working for free. You're going to get screwed. Yeah, they screw you. And then, you know, what good is it? You know, your grandfather worked for free. I mean, you know, that's all I ever heard. You know, you, you know, know, they were building, I think our local church got built, St. Clement's, and got built. My grandfather was a construction laborer. And so the owner of the company asked if they would, the workers would volunteer to work on weekends to build it. And my grandfather was one of them. (laughs) But (laughs) unfortunately, my, Parents took it like, yeah, like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, and he killed himself and working for free, but not looking at it like, this is a church, and let's let's own the positive truth. Let's not get into the negative truth of the Catholic Church, but the positive truth. Like, here's a church that's a beautiful place that's still going, and many marriages have taken place there, many funerals, many, you know. And he was part of that, and like, I just that's lost, you know. But but who knows if that didn't endear him with the company and put them in better standing. I mean, I don't know the whole story, but my, for me, you know, when I first came to Hollywood, that was, they were, don't work for free. Don't work for free. Don't work for free. Don't work free. But I also had heard that my whole life in middle-class culture and lower middle-class culture. You're going to get screwed. You always get screwed. And thank God I just had this instinct when I'm like, listen, I, I am as but a longer shot as in my mind as I could get. Because I didn't know anyone in the business. I didn't have parents who had money. Um, and it was at a time where that was the time in the business that it was a vault. No one could get in. It was a secret club. It's not like it is today. It's for everybody today, which is why I commend the, even the filmmakers from back then because they didn't have a playbook or a blueprint. Today, you almost have no excuse not to write a good film because we have the blueprint on how to do it. We teach it, we, you know. I digress for the third time. But when I came out to uh, LA, I'm like, I need any leg up I can get. And you know what? I, because What are my assets? My, ha- my heart, my hands, <laughs> my mind. And, and if I can offer that to somebody and get ahead, great. And if they take advantage of me, then fine. Let them. Then I'll go on to the next. Um, I remember there was a big producer, a mean, nasty guy. And uh, I don't want to say his name, but I chanced to work with him, and they're like, oh my God, or, you know, oh my God, he's a nightmare, and poor you, and he's, uh, you know, he's going to just totally take advantage of you. And I said, and I remember saying, I hope so. <laughs> and I didn't mean it sexually, but I meant like, because I just knew by proximity to this guy, I was going to learn everything, I was going to meet everyone. Um, and so, I was never and I'm still never afraid to work for free. And then also I go one step further and I pay to work. And what do I mean by that? I've put out my own money to do my own things, whether it was building my own network or doing this show. Um, God, I was just talking to some today, like 20 years ago, we produced an, produced an album with Maria. It was really cute. We never released it, but the, but you know, they haven't all been hits. But, you know, the ones that have been hits have been huge, you know, making all the other misses worthwhile. But I have always said, you know, show up half a life is showing up, you show up, and sure, some people will take advantage of you. But even when they do, you'll get something out of it, you'll learn something, you'll make a connection. You might make God, you might endear someone in a way where they always I, you know, I'm the kind of guy who's gone back to help people. and. It's been because, hey, that one time, you showed up and did this for me. I'll never forget it. But I've had people do that too. Hey, you were always there when I, you were there when in that time. Did it? And the, what can I do to help you now? So I don't know. I think that that is one of the biggest uh, errors that um, people make. And and I think, yes, there have been unfortunately the internship programs where companies really take advantage of the kids. And and you know, here at AfterBuzz anyway, we were always about. Listen, I don't want them stapling packets or cleaning things or running errands for coffee. I want them to learn. And uh, you know, as I felt with staff, I felt with the interns, like we have a responsibility here to prepare these guys. So I wanted them. I don't want any more monsters. From your generation, we already have enough monsters from my generation doing the mon- their monstrous stuff. Now we have your generation doing a different kind of monstrous stuff. We don't need it, that, you know. So I was always like, these are ambassadors that we need to send out, and so we always, I always tried to make it so it was constructive. But the fact that they've cracked down on internships, sad. We, I have a lot of people reach out that want to work on this show, and I'm like, I can't do it because of the laws. But it's sad because that's how I got in. Where I was like, hey, I'll, you know, this one producer, I remember saying like, listen, I used to clean his apartment when we got to get football, I cleaned the whole thing while we were watching. I would, if something was wrong with his car, I'd go take it. I mean, there's things I could do to help his life. And then when I needed the recommendation to get a writing job at MTV, he was the one. I was like, no, you have to hire this guy. He's amazing. And um, so I don't know. That's a, that's a big one. You know, it was funny, Kelsey, because I, you know, you were you hosted it after Buzz, and one of your videos for Parks and Recreation came up. So it got one hundred fifty thousand views. What am I? or community. It was some show you did. Yeah, you did a um, you, you <laughs> hosted a, a show. It was a kind of a retrospective. It was. I mean, oh, not retro, it was. We were doing recaps. I forget what we were doing. It was it was okay. a show that wasn't on on the air anymore. It was stuff Hilarious. we were experimenting with during COVID and okay. right, you got massive. Oh. You know, yeah. Yeah. So, I love it. No, yeah. I
3: mean I think that's how I got in too, Kev. Was I just volunteered with um a casting director. And then like I literally was like, please, I'll do anything. I'll freaking wipe your floors. Like, Yeah. <laughs> she didn't pay me. It was nothing. Like I but I got in. Got him. I got met him. an actor through that who I then got on you know, PA'd through him, and yeah, but I think I agree, I think um, yeah, I've, I've told my sister that too, where I think this younger generation, they and ours did too, like they ex- expect a lot, and I don't think expecting a lot is bad, Yeah, but... No,
2: I think it is bad.
3: <laughs> right. Well, because when it's you like... expect,
2: you're setting yourself up for some kind of disappointment.
3: Right, right.
2: You know? Just be like, I'm gonna go be the best, I'm gonna be you know i'm going to work my hardest be amazing in my microtransactions if things aren't working out in this i'll go on to something else mm-hmm. i mean like i look at elaine you know you know who, who did better together for a minute with us and his dear friend but she i feel like she's got it down she's very neutral she just mm-hmm. goes into these experiences does does her best if it fills her cup she's in and if it doesn't she's she's like i'll go fill my cup elsewhere yeah but i don't think yeah i i, I don't think um, yeah, the expectations is a good thing. I, I really don't. Yeah. You know.
0: I'm sure you've heard about probiotics. We recently partnered with Just Thrive. Tina Anderson is the mastermind behind this extraordinary product. Why do we need a probiotic? The world we're living is so disruptive to our gut health from antibiotics that we take, from Roundup that's sprayed out over our food supply, to stress. We see symptoms like gas and bloating, diarrhea, constipation, skin rashes, autoimmune issues and allergies, mood disorders. So anxiety, depression, all of those types of issues are stemming from our imbalance in our gut. And the thing about Just Thrive Probiotic is you don't have to refrigerate it. To be a probiotic, it needs to be alive in your intestines, not alive in the refrigerator. And most of those probiotics in the refrigerator actually don't make it to the intestines alive, which is the goal. If We couple the Just Thrive probiotic and the Just Calm. What do we get? We know the probiotic alone is helping with the leakiness of the gut and helping all other types of things in our, with our overall health. But we know now when we add the Just Calm. It's helping with our mood. Guys, Just Thrive is a game changer. If you're ready to take control of constipation, bloat, and stress, and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive probiotic today. Just visit JustThriveHealth.com and use the promo code HEALSQUAD. You won't regret it. <laughs> bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today.
3: Minus the sweet chili. I think one other thing too that I wanted to add about, it popped in my mind talking about bad advice. It's not necessarily bad advice, but it's just like going back to what we talked about at the beginning trusting not trusting yourself when you know like i've had mm. i've had experiences and i can i remember one in particular where i knew what i like had to do and it wasn't necessarily like to the outer world it didn't look right or ethical or whatever this is when i was at extra but i knew the monster that i was in and i was like no i know what i, I have mm-hmm. to handle it my and i listened to everyone else and i Got absolutely destroyed. And I was so mad at myself because I freaking knew. I knew it in my gut. You know, Um, right. So I think that that's another thing. When you know, like, listen to your own gut, like, listen to yourself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Especially women, seems like you guys have a better, a less clouded,
1: Mm. you know,
2: we, Lala Ken, I'll never forget that. She's like, you know, 13, she had an instinct and she's like, women, listen. And she said it on our show, you, you all have it right but yes those those times too well that goes back to don't take advice from the person on the barstool next year because their advice is based on one thing keeping you on the barstool <laughs> next them. and i don't mean for all of you at a bar i'm just saying for those kind of people yes that are not um they're not dreamers they're not go-getters they're not risk takers and you know you're not going to get the best advice from them and parents you have to take their advice with a grain of salt too, because their parental instinct is to protect you and keep you safe. And that's not always a good thing. You gotta, you know, no risk, no reward. So, yeah, it's real tough. And so, yeah, you gotta just listen to your own gut. I mean, listen, Maria, when I made my first film, there was a, another party working on the movie and who swayed everybody. Not everybody, but 90% of the people went his way. And then Maria was like, no, you're a clown. <laughs> she just knew at 19. She's like, you're a clown. You're going nowhere. This is the talent. And I'm staying with him. Um, as did Joe, as did, you know, a couple other people. And, um, but yeah, you have to trust your gut and your instinct. But a lot of people don't, or they don't have the instinct, or they don't have the right people around them to give me advice. Funny, going back to working for free, tie it back to Anastasia. Do you know how she was able to endear herself to Hollywood? No. And all the influencers who eventually promoted her product, who made the product famous.
3: Did she do all their brows for free?
2: Everything for free. Yeah. Never. to into this day, never. You know, wow. just smart. Yeah, but mm-hmm. guess what? The class goes,
3: mm, I'm going to get screwed and you owe me money.
2: And they're not thinking. And she was so smart. She was like, okay, this one has 5 million followers. This one's on TV every single night. This one, this one, this one. And guess what? One or more of them are going to remember that I did this. And when I when I need them to step up and add up all those millions of people and then they promote it, guess what that is in, in an ad buy? Probably multi-millions of dollars of ad buy that yep. she got for doing 200, 300, a pop for free you know and if i there's deals unfortunately i've done that are confidential but i will tell you looked like a sucker's deal on my end because i was doing all the pain for production i was doing all the work on my end but as it all played out it went it was all the stuff that i got because of that um but because i was willing to pay for work and i i was also i was willing to work free but i was also willing to pay to work mm. and, and and shoot things so that's um and listen, I'm, I don't say it because I'm trying to lure people to come to work for me. But trust me, I'm good. I don't want anyone <laughs> working for me. Yeah. Anymore. I want to just be alone. After the last three or four years, it's a kooky world out there. And uh, and I'm uh, with my energy levels being what they are. Um, yeah, I like. I just like writing now. It's my favorite thing. So I can just kind of do be in my own world. But I will say, if you are, um, yeah, if you're out there, whatever you're doing, God, if you want to open a restaurant, go work at a restaurant and learn, go intern for somebody. Uh, but whatever it is, but every like I said, no one, everyone is um, too, too busy thinking they're going to get screwed. And by the way, if you do take on one of those positions, that's, uh, you don't want to be one of these ones who cuts the line either. And what I mean by that is, mm. you know, let's say we have a 30 day film shoot. We'll have someone who's back. I want to intern. I want to intern. I want to intern. And they'll show up for one day for two hours. They'll do barely anything. And it's like, bro, so can I get your number? And they want you to now bend over backwards and help yeah. them. And you're just yeah. like, no, like what? Like, no, you, you, you just, you didn't do any work. You didn't earn it. You just want to show up to get my number or Maria's number or producer's number. And then that's not cool either.
3: Right.
2: So if you do, are going to work for free, then work be valuable show provide value, you know, and then you'll get even more. Um, and listen, it's, it's good that the rest of the world has their handout cause you can step over all of them. Uh, listen, name drop number four. There was a show called what's happening. And there was an actor on a name rerun, uh, Fred Berry. And in, uh, he, Fred Berry is the actor's name. The character on what's happening was named rerun. And, uh, he had this amazing dance. He had these iconic suspenders, and he always did his rerun dance on the show. And uh, by the 90s, he was pretty much forgotten, and we were doing a project, and we called him up to be part of it. And, of course, the manager said, you know, how much money? I'm like, well, it's not much. And so they said, no, 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 typical short-sighted fool. But then fred happened to be in the office i was like but what do you mean what what no with maria menounos How hmm, i'm in get me i am no, i'm doing it came he did it ended up doing a big piece on him for et um you know which at that time was the number one and still is but it was really a global phenomenon the mm-hmm. entertainment tonight and so you know the smart people get it mm-hmm. you know the smart people get it and so it's kind of good in a way the other ones don't get it because you know you'll be able to step over them so that being said um monday is the new wednesday kelsey that's
3: right it is
2: right so mm-hmm. God, just a couple more days and we're just weekend Woo-hoo. nice
3: so <laughs> exciting happy wednesday y'all
2: yes and uh i don't know i guess keep those questions coming yeah um you guys check out monday motivations and intentions there are six to ten minute little bite-sized pieces a lot of great takeaway and content Um. But yeah, I think that we—it's another little valuable nugget we uh, we offer that we that um, we managers need to push a little more. I also am going to say this, Kelsey and Carolina, while I have you guys here. So, yes, this is ask the Manager So Mm -hmm. this is where we bring up the business of the show. Love. But I was saying to Maria about the newsletter. Um, I think that we need to move. Not that it's vanity or narcissistic, but it's obviously interesting to hear about Maria's life. And that's great. But, and for Maria, you know, I was saying, and I was saying this to Maria, but I want you guys to know this so you can coach her. I'm like, Maria, I really want this to be more magazine-like, not in the sense that it's structured or it's formatted that way, or it's more corporate, but in the sense that every single newsletter that goes out, every edition has to have value-adds. It's got to have takeaway so I mean all these you have these amazing breakthroughs S- you know so you tell your story, but I only want to hear the one, the stories you have that have lessons attached that we can all apply so I know a lot of people some I know a lot of fans make be like, no because they want to hear just about <laughs> I love poodles and you know what I mean but but the that, that'll still be in there, but I think that that's uh you you'll see it you if you want this to grow and improve and not, not plateau, which I feel like the newsletter has plateaued, we have to try something new. By the way, we, you know, meeting with the web people, certain things have plateaued. And I said, here's the shakeup. So it goes back to that you know, original thing, I guess. Um, I was taking it from personal plateaus, but when things plateau, yeah, you have to think, how do we shake it up? How do we do yep. something new? How do we do different. something different? Mm-hmm. You know, so, all right. Well, with that, Kelsey. I don't thank think we Manager have. Thank you, Manager Kev. Thank you, Manager Kelsey, Manager Carolina. I don't think thank we have you. any kind of out for this. Uh, we, we, we out. You signed? We, we out. out. <laughs> That's it. Yeah.
1: Okay, we out. You guys. Happy Wednesday.
2: Well, we'll see you on Friday.
1: Bye, On bees. behalf of Associate Producer Pujanea and the rest of BT staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Ask the Manager Mondays. Be sure to send your questions to info at bettertogetherwithmaria.com or on Instagram at bettertogetherwithmaria. For an 8x10 personalised signed photo or transcript to today's show, send a self-addressed stamped envelope, care of Ask the Manager, 17328 Ventura Boulevard, P.O. Box 311 Encino, California, 91316. Stay crisp, queens.